Shalom. Welcome to another episode of Inspiration from Zion. I'm Jonathan Feldstein, and I'm the privileged to be your host, coming to you from the Judean mountains south of Jerusalem here in Israel. I like to refer to this as the original Bible Belt. Inspiration from Zion is a program of the Genesis 123 Foundation, whose mission is to build bridges between Jews and Christians and Christians with Israel in ways that are new, unique, and meaningful. And I pray that you will find this all of those. Through this program, we are excited to be connecting you to people in and stories about Israel that give you a window to look through about aspects of life here that you might not otherwise know about. We want this to be interactive, so please always feel free to be in touch with us at inspirationfromzion at gmail.com and feel free to send along any questions about any topic, anytime. Or you can be in touch with us at genesis123.co. Also, please share this with other people who you know will find it of interest. I'm real pleased to welcome a special guest today. Um, it's a first on a couple of levels, albeit if you've been following uh, the podcast, we're, we're attempting to do a monthly conversation with different Christian leaders all over the world from different perspectives. Why is Israel so significant to Christians and why should it be? And I'll be real honest, I don't know how I met our new guest. It was a social media. Facebook probably said you should be connected to. And this was one of those times that Facebook was not only not wrong, but very, very right. And I'm blessed. And so uh, what's also unique about this opportunity, and it touches my heart, is that we're talking to Pastor Manasa Kolovuso, who's in Fiji. This is the first time that we've had a conversation with the pastor in the Pacific Islands, formally like this, as part of the as part of the conversation in the podcast. But it also is something that's super important to me, because a lot of times, uh, outreach between Jews and Christians, and building bridges with Israel is focused heavily on the uh, on the Western Hemisphere. And I think it's it, it, sitting here in, uh, outside of Jerusalem, it's real important that we look both directions, east and west. And so I'm real thrilled that this, I, ho- I pray that this will be a first of many, many conversations, a beautiful relationship between us, and also give us the opportunity to open doors in the Pacific Islands, Australia, throughout Asia, and and really be able to build connections in uh, in time zones that aren't uh, aren't sort of an afterthought that you can watch it after uh, we've recorded it for for people in North and South America. So, uh, pa- uh, Pastor Manasa is the senior pastor of the Faith Harvest Church and CFMI Central Regional Minister in Fiji. Uh, when we spoke before uh, preparing for this conversation, he told me that just this week. His church was opening for the first time in a number of months after uh, after a, 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 an extended shutdown in Fiji, and we want to talk about that. Um, Pastor, I'm so thrilled to see you. I'm, we, we've got this great difference in the time zone, and it's so wonderful to have you join. Um, how are you? How are things in Fiji and and uh, opening your church this week for the first time in a while? Well, shalom. First of all, shalom, Jonathan, and what a joy. What a joy it is for me to be able to speak with you from the ends of the earth, Jonathan. I'm mm-hmm. from the ends of the earth. And uh, how great it is to be able to join with you. And it's, it's just a great thrill of my life to be able to con- be connected with Israel and, of course, the Jewish people. 
yes, we've been under lockdown. Uh, we haven't had church for about six to seven months uh, this year. Uh, of course, because of COVID-19. And just last Sunday, we were able to go back to church, but only with, with very, very uh, tight restrictions of 70% capacity. We had to maintain a two-meter distance. Uh, uh, and I, I have a church membership of about six to 700 people. We were only able to have about 230 because we had to distance the chairs, you know. And uh, But it has been great to be able to, uh, you know, every Sunday I only preach to two cameras through live stream. So, but this time I'm able to preach uh, to the faces of my own uh, uh, congregation. And of course, there were those who couldn't make it. Uh, and uh, of course, it was only restricted to people who have been uh, vaccinated twice. Right. So these, these are some of the restrictions that our government had come up with. Uh, and all for the sake of public safety. Uh, and we do understand that as well. So it's been great after being uh, under lockdown for about six, seven months. So we are back in church. So in Fiji now, the uh, things are getting relaxed. Restrictions that were tight are, are getting a little bit relaxed now. So people are enjoying movement and being able to enjoy, of course, the freedom of movement, meeting up with families that they were not able to meet up with. And of course, meeting up as a church family as well. So we are getting excited. Body. Wonderful, mm-hmm. wonderful. Well, no, not just for you and, and everyone in Fiji, but all around the world. I, I, I know you share the prayer that we all have, that we get back to whatever normal used to be. And, 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 and now, having had this experience going on almost two years, uh, that, that we can use the opportunities that the virtual things have given us. Um, as well to to expand our, our our your ministry our reach this kind of conversation um, and, and and look even wider but but of course with with um, health um, when we first spoke it's very interesting I, I should preface this and I don't know why I, I, of course as you said to be in the other end of the earth, the earth um, literally the end of the earth and and. Um, I, I think that's unique and special for me, but also, as I said, my heart, that I feel there's an obligation to do things live uh, in, in real time in Asia, the Pacific Islands, and Australia. Um, but I, I, I'm at a stage in my life still, having built bridges with Christians for a number of decades, that this is still something not to be taken for granted. And when we first spoke, you shared something really, I don't know if you remember what you shared, but I want to kind of lead you to that conversation about your own uh, coming, the, 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 the awareness of, of the significance of Israel in your faith as a Christian. Can you share a little bit about that, how your, your own coming to faith and where you realized that Israel was significant? Yeah, well, I actually came to faith when I was a student at the university, the University of the South Pacific right here in Fiji. It's a regional institution of about uh, 12 to uh, 15 countries in the South Pacific. Uh, we all share the same university. That's why I came to faith. But actually, our interest in Israel started when we were young, growing up in the villages. I grew up in the village when I was a young boy. And we usually attend, you know, what we call Sunday school. I love Sunday school. And every time we go to Sunday school, we are, we are taught about Israel in a Sunday school. And we talk about Jesus walking the the, the sense of Palestine. And actually, I grew up thinking that Israel was somewhere out there in heaven. Right. You know, I, I thought Israel was actually out there in heaven, not knowing the real geographical location 
So our interest and our support for Israel was deeply kind of embedded in us at, at a very, very young age, knowing, of course, that our Christian faith has its roots in Israel and among the Jewish people. And I think this is very significant for us as Christians in our connection with Israel and with the Jewish people, that our faith as Christians in the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob has its roots right there in Israel. And I, I hope that we Christians will never forget that. So wow. we, we should never forget that. This is where we get our Christian heritage. Without the Jewish people, there is no Christian, no Christianity whatsoever. So I think this is where uh, it, it's so important, so significant in my own life, growing up in the village at a very young age. But not until 1978, Jonathan, we, when this really came about so strongly, not only for us, uh, uh, as, a, as a younger generation, but I think for us Christians in Fiji in general, when our soldiers first went uh, for peacekeeping duties in Lebanon, in what was then referred to as the UNIFIL, United Nations Interim Forces in Lebanon, in 1978, that's when our first batch of soldiers went there. And when they came back after one year tour of uh, uh, peacekeeping in, in Lebanon, they, you know, they visited the holy site. I mean, they actually went to Israel. They came back, tell us the stories about Israel. Wow. And, I, and then we asked them questions. So does Israel really exist here on earth? And they said, yeah, we walked where Jesus walked. You know, we went and stood where the prophets of the Old Testament, you know, prophesied. And, and, and it was like wow. the Bible came alive. I'm getting you know? chills. My heart rate is going up really just hearing you say that because it sounds almost like a biblical story that you're saying. How extraordinary. Yeah, that's right. It was like the Bible came alive. You know, we were not just hearing the story. We actually listening to our own people, setting food right there in Israel and touring these, you know, holy sites that, uh, that uh, Christians all around the world used to go to Israel for. So that's where our interest, and my interest especially, I grew up with wholehearted support for the people of Israel and for Israel as a state. And I think most of us, I would say more than 90% of Christians in Fiji hold Israel so dear in our hearts. So, I, and, 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 and we, for me personally, well, Israel is the, the birthplace of the Christian faith. There's no correct. doubt about that. Correct. Uh, so, there's no Christianity without Israel, without the Jewish people. Right. And we could, we could almost end the whole conversation right there because you said something that many uh, many Christians don't understand. Of course, this is the birthplace of Christianity um, because Jesus was born um, literally several miles, not even several, less than several miles from from my home. Uh, and, and But what so many Christians don't understand, first of all, that Jesus was not a Christian, he was a Jew. And, yes. that, and that I was actually speaking to a uh, another Christian leader here in Jerusalem this week. And we were talking about, uh, I know you know the term, uh, um, um, replacement theology. Replacement theology yeah. has many, many different um, aspects to it. And there are some, there, I don't want to call out names, but there are some pastors who, who actually say, oh, we don't need the Old Testament anymore. And I said to the, my, my Christian friend, and, I, and I'm an Orthodox Jew, and I said, well, that's crazy because without the Old Testament, without the, what we call in Hebrew the Tanakh, you don't have, you have no validity for Jesus 
because yes. you have to you have to establish first that there is a Davidic reign and, and King David established and, and God's promise that the Messiah will come from King David and his lineage. And if you don't have that, then you or I could be Messiah or anyone else could be Messiah. And, and yeah. it's it, so it's so important that you say that. And I hope that people listening to this, obviously, I, I hope most people agree that this is not a controversial issue. But for those who don't understand that, or who know people who don't understand that, then this is the time to click share because the message you just delivered is so, so important. Not only, uh, Jonathan, not only was Jesus a Jew, he did not deny his Jewishness. He was an Orthodox Jew like I am. He did not, yes, just like you are. He did not deny his Jewishness. And out of all the people's group on earth, when God was looking around to choose a people's group through whom the Messiah would come, he chose the Jewish people. This is why it is so important for Christians to understand our Christian heritage right there in the state of Israel and among the Jewish people. Our Jesus, the one that we've come to believe in, is a Jew. He was born a Jew. Right. And he did not deny his Jewishness. And he came as the Messiah. As far as, our, as Christians are concerned, he's our Messiah, the Savior. Yeah, and I think that is, this is so significant, so powerful. And it's something that should cement our relationship yes. as Christians and Jews. Yes. It, it yes. should divide us, but something that should bring us together in, in understanding. We may have our differences, and we always do, but if there's something that can always cement our relationship is the fact yes. that Jesus Christ was a Jew and somebody that we believed in as the Messiah. Yes. Well, and and I would just add that we have a lot more in common than we don't. There's some big theological pieces, but but because of what you just said, there's a lot more in common. That's why we have these dialogues, because Jews and Christians need to hear that and need to understand it. When you were speaking about the Fijian soldiers coming back in 1978, I had a vision of um, uh, of Moses sending the spies to scout out the land, and they came back. Now, that wasn't such a good outcome. Only two of the 12 spies came back with a positive report, uh, and we don't even, I mean, they're a report, but how fascinating that you had for the first time there a, a, a sense of not Israel in the, in, the, in the heavens, but Israel on the ground and people sharing their, uh, their testimony of having walked the ground. That's right. And that was so powerful. And straight after that, we've been having batches of soldiers coming in and out. We have soldiers who are serving right there as we speak in the Golan Heights. And there are those serving in the Sinai Peninsula right now as we speak. And we have Fijians serving all throughout the Middle East. There were those who were serving in Afghanistan and before they were taken out after the Taliban took over. Wow. And there are Fijians still serving in Iraq and Kuwait. And we have Fijians serving in Dubai and all throughout wow. the Middle East. So, and, and out there in Israel, is, of course, uh, we have Fijians living there as well. So, and then almost every year until COVID stopped it, yes. we have Fijians been coming to Israel to celebrate the Feast of Tabernacle. And I was looking forward to come two years ago, but it couldn't come. And uh, yeah, so it is something that is so dear to our heart as Christians here uh, in Fiji, and I believe in the Pacific uh, as well. But that's, by the way, you just touched on a point I wanted to ask you about. That's one of the things that's, I think, unique about this conversation and remarkable about you being the pastor, the leader, the Christian leader that you are, 
You've never been to Israel yet. How I have not been to Israel. Yet. Right. It's 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 a little shocking. And again, I think I think probably mostly Jewish people listening are going to have a hard time understanding or 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 drawing together how it is that you can be so passionate about Israel when you haven't been here. Can you I, I, please? Thank you, Jonathan. That's a great question. I haven't been to Israel, but my heart for Israel, I tell you, it, it, it's something that I pray for. I pray for the peace of Jerusalem. Psalm 122, verse 6. Pray for the peace of Jerusalem. May those who love you be secure. May there be peace in your walls and security in your city. I pray that prayer almost every day. And this is the reason, although I've not been to Israel, I've seen the blessings of God on my own life, ah. my family, and my own ministry as a result of my connection with Israel through prayer and also through gifts that I've given financially through ICEJ, you know, especially for Aliyah, uh, for bringing the Jews from around the world back to Israel in fulfillment of the prophecy of what God said would happen. And we are witnessing that right, you know, with our very own eyes. So, yes, I've seen how God has enlarged my own ministry and broadened my horizon in terms of uh, the, uh, the things that God has revealed to me about Israel and how important. And I only wish, Jonathan, that a lot of pastors, not only in Fiji, but around the world will understand this. The important place that Israel has, not only in history, but even in the modern world. Correct. Uh, and, and, and this is significant. When God spoke to Abraham said, whoever blesses you, I will bless. Whoever curses you, I will bless. I believe that is so powerful. And, and to me, because I pray for Israel, and I, and I also pray for the sons and daughters of Ishmael, you know, out there in the Arab world. I, I prayed for them as well, and but I found out in my own life as a pastor, God has broadened my ministry, has blessed me tremendously, individual and family and ministry, as a result of my connection with the state of Israel and the Jewish people through prayer and through gifts that I've been that I've been able to give, or we give as a church, I give personally as well, because I do believe in that. I really do believe in that. And if only a lot of pastors can come on board. Yes, and continue uh, to connect ourselves with the state of Israel, with the Jewish people, in our support, in our prayer, in in whatever way we can. Uh, I personally experienced that. That's why my heart is there, even though I have not been there. So, so talk about that. I, I do want to speak about the modern state and the significance. Um, a, a lot of people, and we're, we're contemporaries, so a lot of people listening to this won't necessarily know a, a good deal of the history, but when you speak about how you've been blessed, you, you feel that blessing in your personal life, in your ministry, can you, t- t- God, when God says, I will bless those who bless you, he, uh, I, I realize he's God, so there, there are an infinite number of ways that he can bless us, and many, many more than we can even perceive because we're simple people, but can you speak about, from your own perspective, how you've been blessed? Yeah, well, you know, we have to learn from history. We have to learn from history. I think I, I've been a history student. I love history. The establishment of Israel as a modern state on 14 May 1948, it was, it was a modern day miracle. Israel is a nation thriving amidst a sea of Islamic dictatorship. There's no doubt about that. 
and we see how Israel has been blessed by God. And of course, on May 9th, for the modern state of Israel was born, completing the words of the prophet Isaiah. I remember this, Isaiah 66, 8. Who has ever heard of such things? Who has ever seen, seen things like this? Can a country be born in a day? Yeah. Or a nation be brought forth in a moment? I mean, that particular word of scripture, yes. I think, is just about the state of Israel and how it was born on the 14th of May, 1948. That in itself, I see was a great miracle, a modern day miracle. And then you have this 1948 War of Independence, the Six Days War of 1967, the Yom Kippur War of 1973, and of course the subsequent wars after that that Israel has fought and how God had delivered the state of Israel Literally, I don't think of any other nation on earth whose military is probably on 24-hour alert, like <laughs> Israel, surrounded by enemies. That's now, true. with that in itself, uh, Jonathan, I think if you just have to look at that, uh, should help us as Christians understand how the state of Israel plays such a significant role in our own faith and how the God of Israel, of course, the God of Abraham, mm-hmm. Isaac, and Jacob, He's watching over Israel, even the modern day. And the Bible says he neither slumbers nor sleeps. So to me, that should help us as Christians understand how blessed we are as Christians, because this is where our faith was rooted. It all began there, right there in Jerusalem. And of course, we cannot forget our heritage. We should never forget our heritage as Christians. Our heritage is right there. And I think it is only right that we connect with Israel and support Israel and, of course, support the Jewish state. Well, of course, by the way, there's another blessing. I thought you were going to say this, that we're blessed to live in a time where it's not just a a promise that, that by the way, many in the church hundreds and uh, hundreds of years ago said, no, God is done with the Jewish people. But we're living mm-hmm. in a time where we realize that, no, no, God does not break his promises. We don't understand his schedule all the time. But but that we're living in a day that we, that it's been that's being fulfilled. It's being fulfilled yeah. in front of our eyes. No one, Jonathan, can take away the fact that the Jews are the chosen people of God. Nobody can take away that fact. God said, you are my treasured possession, the apple of my eyes. Right? This was spoken to the Jewish people. They are the, you are the chosen people of God. People can dispute that. I know there are waves and waves of anti-Semitism going around, around and around the world today. Nobody can take it away from Israel and from the Jewish people. I believe that deep down in my heart. And, and, and only if you accept the fact that Jesus was a Jew, that's it. That is the common denominator. <laughs> you know, the Jesus that we believe in as our Messiah, the Savior, he's a Jew. That's it. And, and, and this is, uh, I think it is important, therefore, for us to understand that. To me, that's the greatest blessing of all. The greatest blessing of all is to be able to believe in the God of the Jews. Wow. In the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. I mean, what other blessing can compare with that? So this is why I'm saying, for us as Christians, it doesn't matter where we are. We have to connect ourselves to the Jewish people and to the state of Israel. We have no choice. 
And I say that again, we have no choice really. We cannot exist as Christians wherever you are in the world unless you acknowledge the important place that the Jews play and the state of Israel play in our faith. And wow. I say that with absolute conviction, John Adam. I say that with absolute conviction. Well, that is my conviction. I stay with, with that. I live with that for the rest of my life. Your conviction is 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 heard in your voice, and and wow, uh, that that's powerful. What what you didn't say, but you didn't need to say, is through which we're grafted in as Christians. Yes, and, absolutely. And, and that's so important. You know what? I didn't even think to talk about that. But what does that mean theologically for a Christian who's listening now? You you just said we can't be apart from, but what does it mean to be grafted in as a Christian? Whoa, whoa, what, what a huge, huge privilege. It's a huge privilege as a Christian to be grafted in. You know, this concept of replacement theology saying that the church has still taken over the place of the Jewish people. No, 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 no. The Jews are unique in themselves unique in the fact that they are the chosen people of God. And we as Christians in the church, we are not taking over your place in history. No, we are not taking over your place in history. We are simply being grafted in. <laughs> and we simply be grafted in. And that we should count as a privilege. It's an awesome, awesome, awesome privilege that we should appreciate that the God of Israel who chose you, the Jewish people, can allow us, the Gentiles, the Gentiles who have embraced the God of Israel to be grafted in, adopted as part of the family. Wow. I, have, I already have goosebumps. You know, I, I have chills as well. And you're giving to me, I think, a vision of a dimension that I'd never considered in terms of the Jewish people being a light unto the nations. Um, I, I, I don't believe that it was, that it was our job. Obviously it was Abraham as the first Jew who understood that there was a God, a creator and who he is. But I, I, uh, beyond that, bringing God to the world was not necessarily a mandate that God put on the Jewish people. And, and when, when the Bible talks about us, the Jewish people, being a light unto the nations, what you've just done is explained how among Gentiles, specifically Christians in this case, by worshiping the same God. And he, yes. I, 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 I always hate saying, actually, I, 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 I say the same God, but I hate saying that phrase because he's the only God. You know, if we, had if, if we had worshipped my the pen that I'm holding in my hand as God, we could say we're worshiping the same God, but the pen in my hand is not God. We worship right. the same God who is the God of Abraham and Isaac and Jacob and who is the creator. And yes, indeed, that is a, a privilege. It is a privilege. Yeah. Absolute privilege. Absolute privilege. So uh, I'm, I'm, I'm really convinced of that. So it is something that we should embrace uh, as Christians all around the world and acknowledge and appreciate, affirm and I think it is only right that we connect ourselves uh, to, to, to the state of Israel and, of course, to the Jewish people, knowing 
where our Christian heritage came from. So we're having a conversation today under the broad uh, heading or title, why is Israel so significant to Christians and why should it be? And you're, it's, it's really inspiring to me and I pray that it will be uh, to everyone else who, who listens. But, but let me bring it back to your church. How, how do you share this in general and, and specifically among young people? Yes. Well, every, every Sunday when we have church, one of the things we do and has become a practice in our church is to pray for the state of Israel. We pray for the world, but we, there are, there are only two flags are right there in front of my pulpit, Jonathan. It's the, the Israeli flag and the Fijian flag. Wow. Those are the only two flags. I have 15 flag poles outside. The center flag is always the flag that belongs to the state of Israel. And every Sunday, I, I demand that that Israel flag be there all the time. We can change the flags of other nations. Every Sunday, we change other nations. The only two flags that are always right there at the center, the Israeli flag and the Fijian flag. And I always tell our guys, you can change the rest of the nation, the flag, the rest of the nation. Let these two flags remain right there. So we encourage them to pray, to pray for the state of Israel, pray for the peace uh, of Jerusalem, pray for peace in the Middle East. And I, I thank God that our, even our youth group are very, very well aware of the important place that the state of Israel and the Jewish people uh, have in not only in the world, in history, yes. but of more so in our lives uh, as Christians. Uh, just uh, a week ago, I was away on a trip uh, in the, on the other side of our island, and I was asked by ICEJ if we could take a one-hour prayer, and I gave it over to our, uh, to our younger generation. So they took over. So three of uh, my, my eldest daughter and two young men, they, they took over that one hour of prayer, praying for, for Israel, praying for the wow. Jewish people, praying for God's protection on the state of Israel, praying for the government of Israel, praying for the IDF, praying for the intelligence agencies of Israel. And, and, and of course, we, we try to create this awareness. And we're working very hard as well with the ICEJ, Fiji branch, to create awareness in the church, especially among the younger generation, about the important place that Israel and the Jewish people play in history and also in the lives of, of Christians. It's amazing. And, and it's funny. I was just about to interrupt you a moment ago and ask you as you were speaking before you said it, if you have an Israeli flag, and then you said you not one, but two. And I want to interject two things. First of all, that's incredible. And you don't see that as much as I, I still can't ever, I, I, I hope that we will come to a time that these kinds of dialogues and, the, and, and love that's reciprocal between Jews and Christians is something we can take for granted, that that will just be yeah. the norm. But as much as that could be the norm now, you having a flag of the state of Israel, I know is not. I've only been literally in a handful of churches. Now, obviously, I, I, I don't go to churches every week, and I'm in different places when I travel, but literally only a handful where there's an Israeli flag. And, and I want to interject anyone listening from wherever they are in the world. We launched uh, last in the spring, May, June, I don't remember, May, May, uh, for uh, Israel's Independence Day and Jerusalem Day, a project to uh, offer flags that are manufactured here in Jerusalem by Israel's oldest flag manufacturing company that employs, get this, Arab and uh, Jewish people. 
manufacturing Israeli flags here in Jerusalem. So anyone listening and hearing your voice about why you have a flag and why it's so important wants to get one, but wants to get one from Jerusalem should please be in touch with us as well. And I put the Israeli flag there for a reason, apart from the Fiji flag, right there in front of my pulpit. So anybody who's watching when I'm preaching, they will, you'll, you'll never miss it. You'll always see the Israeli flag and the Fiji flag, of course. And there are a couple of reasons. Number one, I want our people to understand, first of all, that we owe it to the Jewish people, that we as Christians, we owe our faith to the God of Israel and, of course, the God of the Jewish people, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And I want them to be reminded of that. Every time they see the Jewish flag or the Israeli flag, they're reminded of that, the important place of Israel in our faith. And the fact that we as Christian Gentiles are grafted, of course, into this family, and that is the huge privilege. And of course, to continue to maintain our focus on our connection with Israel. And as we just pray, we, we don't only pray for Israel, we, we give as well uh, through different agencies, of course, like ICEJ that are working out there in Israel. Uh, and one of our hearts, of course, is to be part of the fulfillment of prophecy of seeing the Jews returning to their homeland. And every time we watch the news of, of airplanes landing in Israel, with these Ethiopian Jews and Jews coming from, from India, part of India, uh, I, I think the tribe of Manash or something That's like correct. that. That's correct. Yes. And I, I tell you, Jonathan, that just, uh, you know, it, it, it just thrills my heart because I'm seeing scripture being fulfilled right there before me. And it's happening. And to be part of that, it's a great, great honor. To me, I'd say oh. it's an honor and a privilege honor and a privilege We're, that for me, a believer, a Christian believer in Fiji can pray and not only pray and give something. If one Jew, if just one Jew can return from Russia or from China or from India and return to their ancient homeland, yes, prophesied by the prophets of the Old Testament, that one day they would return and it's happening in our very own eyes. If I can be part of that in my own time, I'll be glad I'll die in peace when I go. <laughs> I know. <laughs> it's beautiful. Yeah. Well, I, I, so I, I don't have the authority to thank you on behalf of the state and people of Israel, but but I do thank you. And also as, a, as the Genesis 123 Foundation, we've also been involved in helping both with the Aliyah, the immigration and the absorption of immigrants here. You mm-hmm. mentioned uh, the, 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 the tribe of Menasha from India um, that continues to come, as well as um, Jews from Ethiopia. Each of them have great, uh, not, not time for this conversation now, but incredible histories about how they got separated from the Jewish people, but more significantly now that they're coming back. But I also, it's funny because I'm here in Israel now 17 years. I'm an immigrant. Now, my father was born here, so it literally is a homecoming. But for me, I'm I'm fully aware, and my wife and I, when we decided to come here, our, we, we wanted our piece of God's gift. You know, we and it's not just it's not it's not a material thing. It's a blessing to be here. It's a blessing to raise your children here. It's a blessing to hear your children speak bilingual between uh english and hebrew or or friends i have russian and hebrew but the common denominator is that in the last 100 or 120 years we've revived the hebrew language we've not just built a state but 
a whole modern language and the country is thriving. And I want to share <clears throat> before maybe we begin to wrap up just the blessings that I, we, we, we had a house until uh, a year ago, we sold our house and moved to a, a smaller apartment after five of our six kids have, had basically grown up and are, are out of the house. We didn't need the space, but in our yard, we had several fruit trees and, and, oh, and a grapevine. And every day when I would walk out, when, when something was in season, I had the privilege of having just a momentary pause and gratitude for the fact that not only are we living here, but the, but literally in my front yard, seeing the realization of the prophecy that the land will blossom again when we return. And and I got to pick the fruit and eat and, and, and eat the fruit, which is that fulfillment of prophecy as well. So, so to, to everyone listening, there's, there are a lot of ways to, to be involved. And, and, and obviously immigration and the successful absorption of new immigrants is one of, is, is super important. And we thank you for that. Um, before we wrap up two questions to two different groups, you, you, you're, you're, you're preaching now to a church that's not your church, but a church full of people who just simply don't understand why Israel is important. What, what do you, what do you know that that you want to impart to somebody listening right now that they need to know to a Christian who just doesn't understand it, even after listening to what you said? Well, I think, you know, the basic Jewish credo in our time, and as in yours, hear, O Israel, the Lord is our God, the Lord is one, Deuteronomy 6, 4. Amen. It's also the same statement that became the basis of the first article of the Christian Confession of Faith. Uh-huh. And this is, I think, is very important for Christians to understand why we should be connected to the state of Israel and the Jewish people, because I think that's a prayer that the Jews, that you Jews pray, hear, O Israel, the Lord is our God, the Lord is one, which is out of Deuteronomy 6, 4. And that has also become the basis of the first article of the Christian confession of faith. And I think if we just take that, you know, uh, and, and inculcate that in the lives of every Christian to understand that we simply share. We have, as you said, we have a lot in common right, as, as Christians and Jews. And of course, we serve the only one and true God, <laughs> not the only one and true God. Correct. And I, I think uh, it, it should never uh, give us any room or any space for arguing whether we should support the state of Israel or not, because our Christian faith, of course, is deeply rooted right there in the state uh, of Israel. Yeah. Beautiful. Okay. By the way, you mentioned uh, Hero Israel Deuteronomy. Uh, uh, I'm sure you know this, but but people following right now don't necessarily, and just had a personal experience, people may be familiar with the mezuzah, something that we put on the doorpost, which is also further in Deuteronomy, the commandment to, to uh, now it's the text is not in front of me, um, to affix them to your doorposts and, 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 and between your eyes. We do that. Uh, not, uh, some, some in a more um, uh, basic basis uh, will put it just on the front doors of their house. So we're reminded of God's presence going out and coming into our home. But in, in my home right here next to me, on every door to every room, we have that scripture. And a matter of fact, um, I'm hoping that this won't come out to give away the surprise that I just sent to my friend 
uh, a pastor from America who just who just married a pastor from uh, Congo, but I'm sending them a mezuzah for their new home in Congo uh, so that they should be reminded of that too and also connect with the land because in that same yeah. scripture, uh, God speaks of the connection to the land. Yeah. And, and I think also, uh, Jonathan, another very important thing, I think, to make sure that we are able to connect. Yeah. Uh, for Christians all around the world to be able to connect with Israel and connect with Jewish people, uh, the significant role that prayer, of course, uh, has in our prayer for the state of Israel. I always believe that prayer produces intimacy with the one you pray to. Oh, beautiful. That is God. It produces intimacy or closeness with the one you pray for and the Mm. one you pray with. So the more we pray for the state of Israel, the the closer we become, our heart is knitted together with the Jewish people in the state of Israel. So for me, that's probably why I'm so, so... Put it in a very simple common term. I'm a fan of Israel. I'm a fan of the Jewish faith. <laughs> have to put it that way to make people understand in very simple language. You know, in contemporary English for the younger generation, uh, maybe because I pray for Israel so almost every day, it, my heart is just drawn closer to the Jewish people and to the state of Israel. And I've seen that. And my heart is, of, of course, drawn close also to the God of Israel and the God of the Jewish people. Yes. And, of course, yes. and because I'm praying with my wife most of the time, you know, my heart is drawn to my wife because that's the one I pray with. Wow. And, and, and I think this is something that if pastors who are listening to this podcast can just understand, spend some time every Sunday before you go on with the church service just to pray for the state of Israel, you will, you will know that you will get closer to the God of Israel You'll get closer to the the people of Israel, and of course, you know your heart, your heart can be knitted together in in what God has for both of us, the Jews, and of course the Christians. Amen. Beautiful. You you began to answer, I think, with my last question for you. You've spoken a lot about what Christians should understand and why. Now, takes let's take a, a congregation of Jewish people who don't understand why Christians care about Israel, why Christians should care about Israel, who carry the baggage that we've carried for thousands of years of persecution and, and badly something in the name of the church. What do you want Jews and, and Israelis in specific to understand why Israel is significant to you and, and why to Christians in general? Other than that, what you've said, you've said so much. Yeah. Well, I, I just want to let the Jewish people know, Jonathan, that Christians, I think, majority of the Christians around the world love Israel and love the Jewish people. I just want to assure you of that. You know, I know the history of the Jewish people, history has not been kind to the Jewish people. If there is any one group of people, if only one people's group on earth that has suffered so much throughout history, it has been the Jewish people. But God has delivered the Jewish people from the oppression. Uh, what happened during the Second World War under the Nazi Germany? It's horrible. Right? So I want the Jewish people to understand, wherever you're listening from, that as Christians, we love Israel. We love you as a people. We love you as a state. And we believe that Israel, ha- you know, you have the right to exist as a sovereign state to determine your own destiny, 
regardless of what government comes to power in Israel. And whether governments do change in Israel every now and then, and that will never change our support for the state of Israel. It will never change our support for the state of Israel. Because sometimes your support might change just because of the change in government. But for me, and I think majority of Christians around the world, it's not a matter of politics. It's not a matter of politics. It's a matter of theology. Yes. <laughs> it's yes. a matter of our, our common spiritual heritage. And I want the Jewish people to understand that. I know the history has not been kind. There have been the Christian crusaders. I know that, you know, painted a, a negative picture uh, about the church. But I want you, the modern day Christians, support for Israel is unwavering. And uh, we just want, I just want to assure the Jewish people of that. Well, thank you. And, and, and that is, that's important to say, but it's a blessing to, to hear. And, uh, and one of the ways that you, as, a, as the Christian leader that you are, continue to bless Israel. Um, Pastor Manasa uh, Kolivuso, I really, I, I'm, it, it's, it's humbling to have had this conversation. Uh, you used the word intimacy before you've shared a great deal of that. And I feel, and I feel closer. Uh, to you and 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 particularly grateful um thank you for taking time today uh and i look forward to continued fellowship and and that this be a a, a beginning of of uh many 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 strong bonds between us personally and and your your church fiji and and among jews and christians together thank you so much jonathan for the honor and privilege to be part of this you're very welcome you. Let, while we're thanking, let me also just take a minute as we wrap up to uh, thank a couple of our sponsors who make this podcast possible. First, our friends at the Willow Run Greenhouse in Culpeper, Virginia. And I always like to say, if you're in or near Culpeper, Virginia, and you need something from a greenhouse, go and get it from them. And if you don't need something from the greenhouse, go visit and give them a hug and say thank you. I heard a great word on the inspiration from Zion podcast. And, and I want to thank you for making that possible, as well as our friends, the Coin family, for their meaningful sponsorship. Uh, as all of the programs, Inspiration from Zion and everything that we do at the Genesis 123 Pro, uh, Foundation, all programs are made possible by donations. So I ask anyone listening to please consider joining us to help continue this dialogue and the other programs and to build bridges that we've heard today are so important and, and, and divine. Um, if you'd like to sponsor a future episode in honor or in memory of a loved one or a special occasion in your family. So I invite people to be in touch with me at inspirationfromzion at gmail.com or, or at our website, genesis123.co. And to reiterate that we really love to hear your comments. It's hard hosting a podcast and having a dialogue, but we want this to be a dialogue. and want to invite you listening to send any questions comments that you have, and especially questions about Judaism that we can answer in our Ask the Rabbi segments that we do also on a monthly basis. So please be in touch. Please share this with others who will find it of interest and continue to join us right here as we bring you more meaningful conversations about unique topics and people related to Israel that you won't hear anywhere else. Uh, Wherever you are in the world, I pray that you and your loved ones are all safe and healthy and send my blessings from right here in the Judean mountains that you continue continue to be blessed. God bless you all. Hallelujah.